Welcome to the Educational Passages Podcast. This is the Miniboat Traffic Report. Educational Passages is a nonprofit organization that seeks to connect people around the world to the ocean and each other through unique global experiences. I'm your host, Cassie Stymist. Since our last traffic report on October 17th, we saw six launches, five landings, and five recoveries. It's now the middle of December, and you can see there are lots of adventures happening, which is why it's been a little bit long since our last traffic report. So let's dive in. Let's start with the Purple Hurricane. This is the boat we mentioned last time that made a complete transatlantic voyage from off the coast of North Carolina all the way to Wales in just about a year. It was actually its second voyage. The students were so excited to see their boat reach another place and across the pond, as they say. When we saw the Purple Hurricane approach the Pembrokeshire coast, we reached out to our friend Ben James for some help. And recently, he shared his whole story, which he kindly wrote up for us, and I will share with you here. My adventure began on a stormy Friday evening when I got an email from Cassie saying that another miniboat was heading towards the UK coast and to Pembrokeshire in Wales, where I live. I helped retrieve the Osprey back in 2016, after it washed ashore just five miles from here. I quickly got onto the tracking website and could see that the Purple Hurricane was close to coming ashore about 25 miles west of where I live in Tenby, so I got a plan together to head over there the next day, Saturday. But unfortunately, Saturday's weather was terrible, with very strong winds and heavy rain, and so was Sunday, so I couldn't make the trip safely. Luckily, on Monday, the weather was much better, so I made a plan to head out after work about 4 p.m. with my drone to help me search a larger area and get close to any objects that I might see but not be able to get to. It took me about an hour to get there as the roads are really winding and narrow once you get close to the area where Purple Hurricane made land. I parked up, grabbed my drone, and headed out across fields using Google Earth on my phone to find the way to where the GPS coordinates last located the boat. Before long, I came to what looked like a field on Google Maps, but turned out to be a lake. Luckily, I managed to find a path around it and carried on my way. Just when I thought I was about there, having got onto the cliff path, I came around a bend to find the path blocked by a load of cows that had escaped from a field where the fence blew down in a storm a few days before. To top it off, there was a huge bull with massive horns there, staring straight at me. Thankfully, they were too interested in the grass to bother me, and let me walk straight past them. I was soon at the spot where the purple hurricane sent its last signal, but it was way too windy to fly the drone, so I could only search from the top of the cliff. After thoroughly searching the whole area for an hour and a half and with daylight fading quickly and finding nothing but seals, I had to turn around and back to the car. As soon as the tides allow the weather to improve, I am going back with the drone to take another look. So thanks, Ben, and your whole family who took part in that adventure for helping to try to locate the Purple Hurricane. Over in the Pacific, we hosted that Zoom gathering with crew members from the Boat to Freedom on October 19th. To recap, the Boat to Freedom was recently found in Hawaii. It was launched back in July 2022, but only reported for 176 days. It went silent on December 5th, 2022, but was found by divers. A father and son pair spotted it underwater and retrieved it for us, and we were able to virtually gather everyone together over Zoom. We also saw another launch in Alaska recently. 
On October 20th, we saw the Chapman Middle School's second mini boat, their first being APAC, which landed in the Aleutian Islands. This is mini boat called 907 Seas. The students even did a podcast while building their mini boat this time, and we will definitely share that out next year. They launched it into Kachemak Bay, Alaska, which they intended to do because they wanted to have a short voyage so that they could test it out and collect some data. The 907 Seas is also mini boat number 199 for educational passages. That mini boat will be headed out to the open Pacific soon enough, so stay tuned for that and is all part of a project called Ceotech, thanks to Boehm. And we'll be building more mini boats coming up, so stay tuned. Back in the Atlantic, we watched specials skirt around the Azores for a while and has since sailed off to the Northeast. We think uh, the Sea Eagle is also about a thousand nautical miles from Europe now, and IFAT04 is still headed for South America even after a trip going all the way over to the east and now looks like it's headed west again. Dream Sailor is still in the Gulf Stream and Clipper Ripper drifted over the corner seamounts recently, which means it is still out there as well. Just a couple weeks ago, we hit a huge milestone as 2023 is the 10th birthday of Educational Passages as a nonprofit, how fitting is it that we just saw mini boat number 200 launched? This is thanks to Captain John and the crew of the FV Rachel Leah and the Little Bay Lobster Company, who's launched a couple for us this year, as they set to sail the tapping of the seas. This was after a shakedown cruise in Lake Winnesquam on November 10th. And from naming it to putting notes inside, all 311 students at Guilford Elementary School have taken part in getting Tapping of the Seas ready for this launch. The build was inspired by the Rye Riptides mini boat, and it's really nice to see those ripples turning into waves. In Ireland, we connected with the Ravencaster relaunch team in Ackle Island, who have installed the sensors in the Ravencaster. This is an upgrade to the original mini boat and we'll be collecting a lot of information when it is set to sail hopefully next year. And also in Ireland we are still in touch with the Crimson Current team in Cork and recently had a really interesting connection with Crimson Current that I will tell you about. From the Barry Row National School's Facebook page they posted this recently. Well, 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 when Raltanamara miniboat turned up on Nantucket Island in Massachusetts after traveling across the Atlantic this summer, we thought we would never see her again. However, sixth-class student Nadine Hayes and her Aunt Mary had other ideas. Nadine and her mom, Gertie, flew to Nantucket this week to celebrate Thanksgiving and with the help of Mary managed to track down our boat. So isn't that great? There was a student from the class in Cork that had prepared Crimson Current to go back out to sea that has an aunt in Nantucket. And we had connected with Mary, the aunt on Instagram, who is helping us out locally. And now with three mini boats that are on Nantucket. So we're really building off of all of these adventures. And Morristown Baird themselves, with the Crimson Current being their 10th mini boat, are building off of their first one, which was back in 2012, the Crimson Tide. 
and Crimson Tide being one of those three mini boats that are sitting there on Nantucket. Just the other day, I actually zoomed with the Morristown Baird School as they were preparing their 11th mini boat named Crimson Cyclone. And it all reminds me of the special podcast episode that we did with Ashley and Mrs. Swanson. You should check it out. 10 years and 10 mini boots. Um, and I just love how these stories keep building on each other. Another great example of that is with the Lancer, which is a boat that started in 2016 and was recently featured in a BBC Two documentary series highlighting the work of the National Marine Aquarium. We work with them in 2019 when I met their head of education at a conference, and since then it has been an absolute grand adventure. They sponsored Project OCN and had Lancer at their STEM Fest last October, where over 1,400 students came from all over the UK to the aquarium and got to learn about Lancer. A group of students at Torbridge School took on the task of upgrading it with a new cargo hold and sensors so that it could collect information about the ocean. The boat was launched just about a year ago now, actually, from Tenerife in the Canary Islands. And all along the way, it sailed only with the wind and currents, and we tracked it on its westward journey. You may recall that on Earth Day, we also saw it recovered by a wonderful couple in the Bahamas. And since then, there has just been a wonderful full circle moment with Caitlin, who is the student that started the project in 2016. And to find out more about these connections and what has happened since 2016, there's the BBC documentary. There's also a Connecticut Sea Grant magazine article in Racklines that tells all about the story and how it is promoting ocean literacy. I would recommend having a read through that article or watching the documentary or joining our special webinar on December 19th. If you're not able to sign up or you're hearing this after that date, reach out, let me know, and uh, we will get you connected with that story. This webinar and our year-end appeal highlights how a mini boat can be a blank canvas and can give students like Caitlin a life-changing experience. So please consider donating to educational passages during your year-end giving. As a nonprofit, we rely on public support to keep us going. And wouldn't you like to be responsible for helping one of these mini-boat adventures and dreams come true? Your donation of $100 will allow 20 more students the life-changing opportunity to participate in this program. Every dollar helps to empower students like Caitlin to craft their own narratives and foster both local and global impacts. We need to raise $10,000 by December 31st in order to support over 200 classes starting in January. Your generosity truly matters. In 2024, we'll share new stories and more on the latest Cape Cod Bay deployments to help cold stun sea turtles. This is a continued project with lots of exciting new developments to share with you, including all about the launches we've had these last couple of weeks and the students and whole community in the Cape Cod area that have been involved. Keep an eye out for our expanding at-sea fleet, too, as more mini-boats are in the final building stages, like the Crimson Cyclone we mentioned, but also the Grizzly Bear from Barnes Elementary School in Kelso, Washington, who is scheduled to have its christening ceremony this week. This will probably be the last podcast episode of 2023, and there is so much this year to be grateful for. 
I'm truly excited for what 2024 will bring, and I really hope you will join us every step of the way. Your enthusiasm really fuels these adventures and contributes to a global community of learners, explorers, and ocean lovers. I'll leave you with a little something that Caitlin said in a recent conversation about what it's like to see the Lancer Project continue seven years later. She said, wow, high school Caitlin never imagined where I would be today in my life, and this project is still having an impact on so many people. I'm very thankful for this project as it connected so many people and introduced kids to the ocean community. That's it for this week's mini boat traffic report. Head on over to the Educational Passages website, educationalpassages.org slash at sea to explore the tracks and stories yourself. Thanks for listening to this bonus episode of the Educational Passages podcast. Educational Passages is a nonprofit organization. Please consider making a donation to help us continue our work, bringing people together to learn more about the ocean. To donate, visit educationalpassages.org support. If you're enjoying this program, please consider subscribing to the podcast in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or from wherever you download your podcasts. Thanks for listening.